Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. We will be talking about a very interesting topic for this week. Uh, the caption is Walking in the Light. I have um, I looked at the definition for light and um, a lot of um, definitions came up. One says something that illuminates. Another says something that makes the place bright. Something that enlightens or informs. It can also mean a noteworthy person in a particular place or field. Brothers and sisters, all these, as we talk together today, all these definitions will um, come out today. Let's go again to our scripture reading. Ephesians 5, 8 and 14 through 17. Ephesians 5 and verse 8 and 14 through 17. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children light. Wherefore he said, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Our Father and our God. We pray that the message that I bring to the church today will not be my message, but a message that comes from the throne of grace so that we can be aware of what is happening around us what is happening in the world and what we need to do to prepare for your coming. We ask your blessings on each and every one of us today. And Lord, we pray that at the end of the services today, each and every one of us will be blessed and will be better prepared for your coming. These are the mercies we ask through the precious name of Jesus.
over the years. We have had several of our members leaving to other congregations. Some of whom had been a tower of strength to the church and the community and had played pivotal role in the operations of the church. Whether or not their decision to leave were legitimate, we as the remaining members of the church, the remnant members, we have to be concerned. Our church is not growing. Theoretically speaking, we are in a rebuilding mode. How long will we continue in a rebuilding mode? We have been in this facility for over seven years. At times it would seem that we are more interested in the building than the people in the community. The church has accepted a few members based on the profession of their faith. We have not had a baptism in three years. I gathered this week that there was a huge evangelistic crusade in Barber Hall, St. Elizabeth, just adjacent to my community. And over 60 persons gave their lives to Jesus Christ. I have heard also, that's also in the news, in a country in Africa, thousand, there was another huge evangelistic crusade and thousands gave their lives to Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, we have been placed in this community. Uh, this church has been placed here for a reason. We should not sit down and be idle about the love of Jesus Christ. With the assistance of the Holy Spirit, the church has put together a number of officers to formulate or carry out the function of the church. Whoever was selected, the Holy Spirit made a major role in that selection. We should not be of the opinion that Satan or an evil spirit has played a part in the selection of people 
to work for God. Brothers and sisters, this is not the time to be criticizing. This is not the time to be finding faults. Oh, we should have selected someone else. He or she is not educated. He or she cannot speak like the others. Brothers and sisters, nothing is wrong with constructive criticism. But when it is a criticism to downplay the work of God, should we be a part of it? Our educational ability, our combination of good health, good looks, and decent income will not prepare us for the kingdom of heaven. But only when we have all the characteristics of the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, goodness, faith, temperance, and the willingness to conform to the principles of God will we be equipped. Brothers and sisters, Jesus chose to work for him. People who were humble, people who were teachable, people who were willing to learn. He did not look to the Pharisees or the Sadducees. He did not look to members of the Sanhedrin Council, that is people who were highly educated and people who are stuck in their tradition. Each of us has a talent that we can use for God's glory and to magnify his name. What do you say? The church has been procrastinating in doing God's work. We have become complacent. We have been taking things for granted. We have been sitting idly by. We have not seen the urgency of going out into the field to do God's work. There is no spirit. There is no enthusiasm. There is no zest whatsoever. Brothers and sisters, only when we become actively engaged in working for God will we put away our selfish thoughts and our selfish ideas. When we have those characteristics that are unlike Christ, we start to poke into things that do not concern us. Let us turn our Bibles to Leviticus 19, verse 16. Let me see if I can find Leviticus. Nineteen. Verse 16. 
thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer among thy people, neither shalt thou stand against the blood of thy neighbor. I am the Lord. My brethren, it is not a good thing to be taking or carrying news within the church. Let us look again at um, Proverbs 19, Proverbs 17 and verse 20. Let's go to Proverbs 17 and verse 20. He that hath a forward heart findeth no good. And he that hath a perverse tongue falleth into mischief. Brothers and sisters, there is another spirit out there. Satan, who is always watching, will say, here is a group of idle people who I can use to do my work. Brothers and sisters, when we are engaged in doing God's work, Satan has no power over us. God puts into the hearts and lips of his, mes of his messengers truths to utter that are keen and cutting as a two-edged sword. I'll read it again. God puts into the heart, hearts and lips of his messengers truths to utter that are keen and cutting as a two-edged sword. Brothers and sisters, we have been given a job to do. We cannot sit idly by. Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. Brothers and sisters, the church can grow only when its members love and care for one another. And together reach out to the surrounding community with the grace and love of Christ. A person filled with Christ cannot remain silent. I'll repeat, say that again. A person filled with Christ cannot remain silent. Amen? Let's go over to the scripture lesson that we read this morning. Ephesians 5 and verse 8. Ephesians 5 and verse 8. For you, for you were sometimes darkness. Now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Brothers and sisters, the Apostle Paul was making an admonition to these people. Once you were children of darkness, now you are what? 
children of light. Darkness in this sense represents the old life. Amen? Light represents the new life. Let us also look at John 8. John 8 and verse 12. John 8 and verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have light, shall have the light of life. Brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ is the light of the world. If you follow him, If you do what he commands, you cannot walk in darkness. You will be a changed person. There is a conversion. There is a transformation. There is regeneration. Brothers and sisters, old things are passed away. Behold, old, all things are become new. Most of us, I believe, have heard of that song. It's, I think it's an old song. Things I used to do, I do them no more. Places I used to go, I go, them, I go there no more. Great change since I was born. Let's go back to Ephesians 5. Paul recognizes that the believers have moved on from darkness to light. But once they have the light, they cannot remain silent. They will go from door to door telling Jesus, telling others about what Jesus has done for them. Brothers and sisters, we cannot remain silent. We have been in this community for too long. And look, on, look at the empty benches that we're looking at. Are we going out into the field and telling others about what Jesus has done for you? Look on the empty benches. We're not um, talking about the other members who have gone to the other, that other function, a worship service today. Are we going out into the field to tell others what Jesus has done for you or is doing for you?
Let's go back to John 12 and verse 35. John 12 and verse 35. John 12 and Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. Brothers and sisters, we have the light. And because we have the light, we have to share it with others. We cannot hoard the light. We cannot keep the light to ourselves. But there are several people in our community who need to know about the love of Jesus Christ. Why are we keeping it to ourselves? Why are we keeping it to ourselves? Can any one of us walk in this community and someone recognize you as being a member of the Saving Grace SDA Church? I know that most of us do not live in this community. But the church has been placed here for a reason. We should not look on the beautiful structure. The beauty of the structure can be perfect, but it is not all. We are here to spread the love of Jesus Christ to the world. And we are not doing enough. Let us turn to Colossians 2 and verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Brothers and sisters, there are some elements of the light. We have love, we have judgment. We have light, 
we have wisdom and we have what? We have the Holy Spirit. When we have love, what do we do? We abandon self in order to do what? To minister to others. Amen? We should always walk in view of judgment. When there is a light, there is what? There is a conversion. There is a transformation. There is a regeneration. What about wisdom? When we have wisdom, we have what? We have knowledge of the what? Of the word of God. We should always read our Bibles. We've also been given what? The, the spirit of prophecy to enlighten us. We should always read. Then we have the, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there to empower us to walk with Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, we should always be confident in walking in the light. Let's turn to Psalm 119. And we'll go to one, Psalm 119, verse 105. And verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Some of us may have expressed shyness. Some of us may express Timidity in telling others about the love of Jesus Christ. But when the Holy Spirit is working on the mind, there should be no timidity. But to help us along that line, we can probably get a partner to go with us on our um, mission in the field. There are lots of things happening out there, evil things that is, that we should always or also be um, cautious about. Security is very important. Not because we are going to do God's work. That doesn't say that danger will not arise. I have read some time ago when a man walked into a church. I think that was a first day church though. And he started to shoot. He killed a lot of people in that church. So danger is out there. So it is always good to have a partner with you when you are going, going out there in the field.
Let's go back to Ephesians 5, and we'll go from 14 to 17. Ephesians 5. Galatians, Ephesians. Ephesians 5, 14 to 17. Wherefore, he said, awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because, what? The days are evil. I've looked up the word circumspect. But I'm not sure where I have written that definition. But, brothers and sisters, Sisters, we should always be what? We should always be cautious. Many of God's professed people are not building for eternity, but are building for this earth. But God in his mercy and passion is sending them a message to get out of their stupor. Get out of their sleep and be prepared for the coming of the Lord. Jesus Christ is coming soon. And he wants all people to be saved in his kingdom. But we know that not all people will be saved. But the invitation is given to all. Whosoever will may come. God has given man the power of free will to make his choice to serve him or to serve the devil. God, however, has guided man always along the right path. God is always showing man the things that he should do to enable him to be saved in his kingdom. There is no sitting on the sidelines. Some may believe that we can sit on the bench and wait. Some may say that I am too young. Some may say that I have certain things to do 
before I give my life to Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, we do not know when our probation will end. It could be today. Moses preached for over 120 years. Noah. Noah preached for over 120 years. And how many people were saved? Only eight. I am sure that there were many who believed the message. There were many who wanted to follow the words that Moses Noah presented. But there were always things that caused destruction. Brothers and sisters, let us not look on the destructions of the world. Let us keep our eyes focused. God wants each and every one of us, not only in this church and this, in this world, to be saved. And God is using the power of the Holy Spirit to convince man to do the right thing. We have been warned. We have been encouraged. He's not forcing us. He has given us a free will to make this choice. Brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit today is working on our hearts. Let us take a lesson from the past and be saved in God's kingdom. This decision should not be made out of fear. But should be made because of love. We should not be fearful of God. In the sense that we are afraid but we should do what? Serve him because we love him. Let us, Elder Hawks, we're going to need your musical help. Let us sing prayerfully hymn number 321. Number three, two, one. 
I think that song was sung this morning. Brothers and sisters, there may be some of us who are not fully prepared for the coming of the Lord. There may be some of us who have not given their lives fully to the Lord. There may be some who have special issues to discuss with the Lord. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavenly laden, and I will do what? I will give you rest. There may be some of us who are ill. Brothers and sisters, the Lord cause a miracle today. There may be some of us who have a special request for their friends or loved ones. Please come and join me at the podium so that we can make a petition to the throne of grace. 
Let us sing the last verse of um, 21. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is calling on all of us to be converted. Jesus is calling all of us to be transformed. Each and every one of us has to have the outpouring of the lot rain before we can be translated. He is calling on all of us to give up any and all things that are unlike Christ. We all are human beings and we all have sinned. So today, let us come to Jesus. Let us kneel. Our God and our Father. You have given each and every one of us the chance to acknowledge our sin. To repent of our sins. To renounce every and all things that are unlike you. And today, Lord, we are coming to you on bended knees. And we are asking you to forgive us, to wash us, and to make us clean. You said in your words, Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, you will make them as white as snow. And today, Lord, we believe and we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Father, today we know that your coming is just around the corner. 
And you want us in this part of the vineyard to go and tell the love of Jesus Christ to all that we have come in contact with. We know, Lord, that we should not keep the words or the message to ourselves. We know that each and every one of us in this building today has something that we can tell to others about what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. And today, Lord, from this moment on, this church, this community will not be the same because we will be going out there to tell others about your love. This community will be like an evangelistic community. Each and every one that we come in contact with, we will be passing the word to. Lord, we pray for the sick among us. We know that you are the balm in Gilead. According to your will, Lord, we ask you today to stretch forth your arm and heal each and every one that is sick, everyone that is ill. Sickness, pain, and death. It does not occur with you, Pastor. It is the plan of the devil. That was not your intention. But Satan, Lord, the thought that came to his mind, it is a mystery. So, Lord, we pray for healing. We pray that you will touch each and every one in this building today. And we pray, Lord, that as we arise from our knees, we will leave here praising and giving glory to your name. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' worthy name. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.